This is a disaster, a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. I'm Peter, and for the first time in the history of this show, I'm not here with Lee. I'm here with Gary. Hello. My wife and sometimes co-host. Well, apparently the first time of being your co-host. You've been on some episodes before. I'm thinking of uh, the Chernobyl Tragedy Tuesday when you talked about the mental health fallout. I think that would have been episode 21 and a half. And uh, Typhoid Mary, episode 23. <laughs> no, I, I got it. I can. <laughs> you just you just shine, signed twenty three at me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, episode twenty three, and you might be wondering why I'm not here with Lee and why I'm here with Gary. That's because uh, we. Well, I guess maybe I'll start with the announcements like I normally do. We have a few announcements. So the first one is I know that uh, what you were probably expecting was an episode about a deadly fog in London, like I announced. But uh, here's the thing: I started taking notes on that episode, and I got pretty far into it before I realized it's kind of boring and there wasn't much to it, (laughs) which I guess happens, but it was kind of last minute. So I didn't really get around to, uh, I couldn't find anything better in the meantime. And we'd been talking about sort of playing with other formats and other ideas. So I figured this would be an opportunity to maybe introduce you to some of the ideas that we had. So one of the things that we're going to be changing up on the show is uh, basically since we started I would describe the pace that we set as... uh, Blistering. Blistering. So we're going to pare it down to one major disaster per month. But instead of just like full on cutting some content, we're going to use the time that we buy by doing that to play around with the format a little bit. Come up with some other features like the one today you might have noticed in the title. It's called... uh, Well, I'll save save it for right before we get into it. I was just going to say it. (gasps) Good thing you didn't. It is a good thing. (laughs) So basically, end of the month is going to be the major disaster. And then where that second disaster in the earlier part of the month would have been, we're going to replace it with features like the one today, maybe some interviews. I know Lee's got some ideas for some other, you know, types of episodes. So don't think of it as losing a disaster. Think of it as gaining a sun. No, gaining different content. That's the way to look at it. Yeah, I agree. And let us know which one you like and which ones maybe you don't like when you see the new content. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And uh, that's the other thing I was going to mention. I mentioned interviews. We recently got in touch. We've got a s- sort of surprise brand new guest coming up on our next Tragedy Tuesday. And that's somebody that got in touch that just said that they like the podcast and they do some things associated with disaster research and teaching. So if you are the kind of person that think they, you might have something to say about the kind of things that we talk about and you'd like to be interviewed, get in touch. Absolutely. And you don't have to be the wife of one of the, the hosts either. That's true, you but it helps. Just, you can just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are you planning on becoming polygamous? No. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, it doesn't have to be someone that you're related to or friends with. It mm-hmm. can be some rando. Exactly. In a good way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you won't be uh, won't be losing any content. You'll be gaining some new stuff. Maybe I'll do some of the housekeeping that I normally do before we dive into it, uh, even though I've already gone into the announcements. If you're new here, welcome. Normally what I say is, you know, if somebody's new here and they ask us what the best way to get into the podcast is, I'd say go back and start from the beginning. And while I still recommend that, the kind of feature that we're doing today might also help you do that in like bite-sized chunks give you a little bit of a teaser and then go back and get the full thing by going to the beginning and working your way through all the episodes. If you do that and you like what you heard, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell a friend to listen. Or an enemy. Anyone really. Your pets. Pets are the big ones. We're trying to, we're trying to break into the pet demographic. Fish specifically. Do they have ears? Yes. Oh. But they don't do anything all day. They have time to listen to podcasts. That's true. But they'll get through like the whole show in one day and then they'll just be. Anyway. 
just tell anyone to listen. The next best thing you can do if you aren't already is to subscribe and leave a rating or review. I think Apple Podcasts is still the best place to do that. I recently learned today that we're number 30 in the Vietnam history podcast. Hey, congrats. Up 14 spots. Thanks, Vietnam. Oh, oh, sorry. In Vietnam. Yeah. Gotcha. What did I thought you meant like for Vietnam related things because I thought maybe you had covered something. <laughs> they don't have those lists. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was like a super esoteric, like. Nope. Okay. We're never not mind. That if you want to keep up with what we're doing on social media, you can do that uh, at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can get everything in one convenient place on our website, thisdisasterpod.com, and our patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod. We can get tons of bonus content. Micro disasters every two weeks. We're going to live stream major disasters, uh, which might actually end up being longer now that we're doing one a month. So you can get in on that. You can hang out on our Discord. We did. We recently did a watch party, sort of like a Halloween. We watched Evil Dead, and that was awesome. So uh, and I did like not participate. You did not. You're not a big movie fan. I'm horror not. Movie fan. Um, yeah, I like movies. I just don't like horror movies. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we got a lot of people on there that uh, we watched. We watched along together, and we'll probably do that again for some disaster movies and maybe some more horror movies. Who knows? So yeah, if you're a patron, you get access to all of that. Shirts. If you ordered a shirt, those are being made right now. So uh, they're on their way. They'll be getting printed, hand printed locally here, and then shipped out to you in no time. So you'll have those by Christmas. And there's also some other merch cooking up in the meantime. So Wait, cooking? Like, is it something related to cookery? Cookery? <laughs> Housewares? No, no, but let's just, let's put it this way. If you're planning on sending some Christmas cards, maybe hold off for a minute. Oh. Yeah. I see what you're cooking. Yeah. Christmas cards. No, that's wrong. No, you're literally cooking Christmas Santa Claus. Oh, I, yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> okay. So I think that's pretty much all I had to say. And now let's uh, let's launch into today's today's new content, which we're calling, I'm calling, Ruinous Rewind. So I'm going <sighs> to... What? It just... It's forced. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It works. You know what? I said Tragedy Tuesday enough times that now it's just a thing. No, exactly. So. Ruinous Rewind is totally going to be a household name. You yeah. just give it time. That's true. Just give it time. Mm -hmm. it, the idea came around because... Uh, well, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to leverage the fact that Gary doesn't listen to the podcast. Guilty. You've listened to a few episodes. I have, and I have recorded a few with you. That's true. But uh, that being said, it. I retain very little. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell anytime I talk about history, I can see the eyes glazed over. No, it's not just history. Oh, it's like literally anything. Okay. No, not just you. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're not special. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> So the idea is I'm going to go back through our all the disasters that we've covered and I'm going to tell Gary the story in as little time as possible. In fact, I think we're actually going to put put up a timer and I'm going to tell retell the stories that in the past have taken like hour hour and a half and we're giving we're giving ourselves 10 minutes. And I think there's a caveat where if and when Gary interrupts we're going to pause the timer. Yes, so I have control of the timer. Mm -hmm. It will start at 10 minutes exactly. Mm -hmm. And when I have a question or something, I will pause it. Right. And then we will go back yes. to the timer. But you have 10 minutes to tell me about the whole yeah. disaster yeah. starting at the very beginning. Yes, 10 minutes of me talking, 10 minutes of my voice, essentially. So I recently re-listened to our very first ever episode about the plague of Athens. And I think 
I think I can do it. How did you feel listening to your first one? Actually, that's a good. Uh, we have gotten better at the show. <laughs> and you at editing? <laughs> yeah, we don't edit. It's all I mean, off what? the cuff. Sorry. Yes, you. Yeah, don't no, I, we've gotten, but mostly we we just gotten better. I feel like I was actually talking about it with Lee today. The core is still there. Like the heart of the show has been the same throughout, but we've just gotten. I feel like we've gotten more comfortable talking to each other. Yeah. Time. Maybe talking into a mic as well. That's true. But anyway, that, so that, that was interesting to hear myself. And now I think I'm going to I'm gonna try and dive into it. It is weird doing without notes. <laughs> it is also nice, just as an aside, mm-hmm. that we get to talk to each other for 10 minutes. <laughs> you know? True. It, just, it doesn't seem like there's enough time in a day, you know? No. Yeah, it's true. So it's going to be kind of nice. You get to tell me something for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe slightly longer with well. the questions that I might have or comments that I might bring up. Indeed. Anyway, let's just see. Also, if you don't like this format or if you can think of something that's more entertaining for you that you would like to hear, just drop a line or a comment. Tell mm-hmm. us what you want. Do you think 10 minutes is too short? Do you think 10 minutes is too long? Give us a shout. It's called Democratic Citizenship Education, Peter. Okay. <laughs> that's what it's called. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. Your 10 minutes start now. Okay. Gary? Cast your mind back to ancient Athens. I'm okay. talking like f- between five and 400 BC. And I say five and 400 because in my mind, I always got, and I mentioned this in the, when we, when, or I, when I talked about this the first time, I always get sort of mixed up around how like BC goes backwards a little bit. And you bit. think this was important for 20 seconds worth of the time? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's almost a minute. I know. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway, <laughs> cast your mind back to this is, and, and, and what I was reminded of listening to the episode is that this was essentially like the dawn of modernity, like ancient Greece, especially around this time, around 430 BC, this is like the dawn of democracy and architecture and just all the things that we sort of uh, not take for granted, but that have been around for so long. Like when you talk about the Greeks introducing or sort of introducing the idea of democracy, this is when it started. Um, And the analogy that I made in the original episode, I know that you'll get this, Lee didn't, but if you ever played Civ 5 and Civ 6, like the civilization, yeah, I think we've both, don't look at our Steam profiles (laughs) in like the hundreds of hours. But basically at this point in time, Athens is in a golden age. So at around 430 BC, that little ding had just gone gone off and they're like raking in the money and the food and the society and everything's going super well in Athens. And this is all happening under a dude named Pericles. Does that oh, name ring a bell? Yes, it does. Pericles. He was like a, he was a general, a general and an orator and a statesman. I remember that because I recently listened to the episode and he was essentially in charge of Athens at this time. And, uh, I guess I'd have to remind myself whether Greece was fully unified at this point, or if it was just sort of independent States, because, uh, this is also a time of conflict. So you have Athens and you also have, uh, Athens and the surrounding area, which I think was called Attica. Uh, and you had people that basically wanted what Athens had. And these were, uh, people that live in Peloponnesus, which is sort of right nearby where Athens is located. I'm trying to picture the map right now. I can't quite picture it. But among the Peloponnesian allies were the Spartans. So essentially you have Athens and Sparta around 430 BC. And like I said, Sparta wants what Athens has got. Athens under Pericles. 
the thing about these two civilizations, and there's a lot of preamble here. If you're new to the show, you'll notice that there's a lot of context before you get to the plague. Yeah, just budget your time wisely. That's all I got to say. I don't even know what I'm at, but anyway. You're at uh, seven minutes and 20 seconds left. Oh my God. No, I got this. No, no, I'm on track. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, I shouldn't have said all that because now I'm getting off track. Anyway, the point is Athens was a sea-based power. So basically they, uh, because of, you know, where they were located and just how they developed, they had a very strong sea-based power, whereas Spartans and the Peloponnesian allies were very land-based. So they basically knew that uh, if you wanted to have any kind of success, Athens gonna, is going to have to attack the Peloponnesians by sea, and the Peloponnesians are going to have to attack Athens by land. So Pericles takes off by sea to go and raid the Peloponnesian countryside during the fighting season, because in 430 BC, you just have seasons where you fight. That's what you do, you know? It, yeah, exactly. And what the Peloponnesians would do in the meantime is go and attack Athens. The way that the Athenians would counter the Peloponnesian attack, because again, they're not very strong on land, is that they would essentially have everyone retreat from Attica, the surrounding territory of Athens, inside the Athens city walls. And they would just basically let the Spartans ravage the countryside every fighting season. And then as soon as the Athens would leave, uh, Athenian, or as soon as the Spartans would leave, then all the Athenians would basically go back to the countryside and rebuild and start working on their farms again. That seems inefficient. It does, but this is also a time when, what else are they going to do? They can't, it's basically a numbers game. Because uh, if you have, are you, am I paused or am I on the call? I'm going to pause you right now so okay. we can have this little... Sidebar. Yeah. That's another big thing that we do. So it's not like, it's like being a school teacher, you know, you have the summer off. This is like, <laughs> if you're a farmer, you just yeah. have the summer off. Essentially, or let the winter or whatever. Is it the winter that's the attacking season? Do you remember? <sighs> I don't remember, but it's it's going to be tough. Because like, to... if you're a farmer, you'd want to be planting and harvesting yeah. like right around that time. So mm-hmm. you can't really, you know, yeah. just take a couple months off to get raided and then go back <laughs> to work. Like what? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this is a very different time. And if you go back and listen to the full episode, we get into a discussion of like a comparison between modern times and these ancient times. Modern times, there's conflicts, and because we have a 24-hour news cycle, it seems like all we hear about is war. But on like the global, historical, oh yeah, we're the calmest frame, and most peaceful we've ever been. Absolutely, and we're also again we hear a lot about famine, but we're also we're the best fed. We are the most peaceful at, at this point in history. You sound a bit like a certain. American oh. president, I know. We are the most yes. well, not no. hungry. But, <laughs> but if you look at the grand scheme of things, and I'm sure we'll get to that in these mini episodes again, we talk about like 14th century Europe during the time of the Black Plague. Like we're far from a time when people are starving to death in the streets everywhere. You know what I mean? That's happening on earth. But when you think about like 14th century London, there's people that like are too poor to live literally. Oh yeah. I remember when I, when I was teaching, again, this is a sidebar a bit, but when I was teaching women's psychology of women. Because you're a lecturer at the university. Yes. Or actually was it adolescence? I don't know. We were talking Mm -hmm. about puberty and there's something called the secular trend. And it's basically when you... Uh, reach menarche, which is you get your first period. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure you were planning on talking about periods while we were talking about Athens today. I was today. getting there, but you can but, go you for know, it. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> basically what's interesting is that over the past hundred or 200 years, mm-hmm. the 
the average age has gone down significantly. Okay. So it used to be that on average women would get their period or reach menarche mm-hmm. at around 18. Right. Whereas now we're like closer to 12-ish. Oh, wow. And the interesting thing is that that's correlated with the amount of resources that you have and the physical labor that you do. Right. Because it's all about like fat content. And there's a lot of other things. It's much more complicated that than that. That makes sense. If, there's, if you're in a time of plenty, then it's time to reproduce. Yeah. But yeah. what's interesting is that the timing that you were talking about mm-hmm. in Athens, it yeah. was actually quite low. The time that they would hit right. their puberty or hit menarche was actually around 13, 14. Interesting. So much lower than, let's say, 18, industrial England, yeah. when it's like the kids at five years old were shipped off to get right. to the factories to work all day, every day in the cities. Huh. So anyway, just in the that. sun, yeah. Interesting. Check I, out the brains on ancient Greece. Yeah. And menarche. And, and psychology of women and just everything. <laughs> You're the sm- no. I, I like to think of you as my, some people have better halves. I have smarter halves. Oh, no, you're pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. And plus, like I said, I, I don't retain much. <laughs> you already don't remember the first half of this episode. Yeah. What are we talking about? What's happening? Where am I? Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Okay. All right. So am I back on the clock? We're going to go back and you have five minutes and 40 seconds left. I can do this. Can you do this? I can do this. Okay. Go. Athenians get herded into the city during every fighting season. And like we talked about, this is a time when like odds are odds are higher that you die by the sword than dying of old age because it's just like a time of conflict. But anyway, they all get herded inside the city walls. And I think if I remember correctly, and you'll have to listen to the main episode to get the dates perfectly right, but I think in 430 BC, they get herded in, Spartans come, ravage the countryside, go away. They come back out. They start rebuilding all their farms. Happens again in 431. But this time, they all get herded inside the city walls. Pericles goes off in his ships to fight the Spartans on sea, like basically raid the Peloponnesian countryside. Did I say Peloponnesian? No, I said... No, I think you said... 430 and then 431 as though it's going up but right. you said it was going down I said it you're backwards. wasting time I said it. damn it <laughs> other way around yes 431 now it's 430 <laughs> pericles takes off as he basically like as soon as his ships leave the port people in athens start coughing uh-oh and when i say coughing i don't mean like <laughs> i mean like hacking coughs and i I don't remember all the symptoms and I went into graphic detail in the first episode Mm. when I first talked about it, but uh, let me run down what I can remember. So it's, they basically start sweating profusely and they can't get comfortable. It's kind of like a restlessness. Insomnia. They start sneezing and coughing around the same time that they start developing welts inside their mouths and like coughing up blood and like bleeding in their mouths. Oof. Uh, Which God did this. Uh, well, actually, part of the reason I was going to get into it, but maybe I can just talk about everything all at once. Some of the blame lies with the Spartans going to the Oracle at Delphi and asking for Apollo's help. Uh, so some people say that that's why this happens to Athens. But essentially, the thing is, when I say that the uh, like the countryside uh, the, uh, the countryside around Athens gets herded inside the gates, I'm talking like, if I remember correctly, the number is something like 300,000 people all go inside the walls of Athens. And I'm not sure if have you been to Athens? I have. I'm pretty sure I have, yeah. Yeah, 300,000 people in there inside walls. You can't go anywhere because if you step outside the walls, you get murdered by a Spartan. So essentially, one person gets sick. And unfortunately, as we've experienced in our current 
2020 COVID-19 Remember when we phenomenon? made jokes about this? Yeah. I'm going to pause just for a sure. second. Remember in our Typhoid Mary episode yeah. when it was like it ha- we hadn't been locked down yet mm-hmm. and it hadn't been that big of a deal and we were like, hey, there's something called the coronavirus that's coming. I think this was pre-being yeah. dubbed COVID even. the last time we were in the, in the studio. I think. Yeah, and we were all together and we were like, ha ha. And then Lee was joking, I think, about how anytime someone coughs, it's like, hey, you've got coronavirus, you know, uh-huh. or something. And now look at us seven or eight months later and we're still going through our second wave or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, today I did everything online, man. Yeah. It was amazing. I got groceries. I ordered a bunch of, I don't know, what did I even order? Oh yeah, the bed got delivered. Yeah, I'm just uh, like, I'm articling right now. I'm, I'm an articling student and I went to court. And by that, I mean, I clicked on the Zoom link from my office. For three weeks straight? For a while, for three, yeah. (laughs) And then again today. But basically, yeah, there's so much has changed that's not going to go back, I think. I know. I haven't lectured in person since March. The day before we went into lockdown was my last lecture from 7 to 10. And I remember asking my students, like, who's worried? And there was like three hands that went up out of the 200 students I had. I was like, well, I feel like you should be a little worried. (laughs) Like, look what's happening in China. And And then people... You know, then the next day we're locked down and I had to send out emails and then I had to like scramble to figure out what we were doing online. It was pretty intense back then. But I think if you had, if you had like pitched the legal profession on the idea, like, hey, does everybody want to just stop going to court and start doing everything online? They'd be like, (laughs) no, but then like, (laughs) (laughs) that I love it. (laughs) I don't know. A monocle, there's probably a pipe. Yeah. Anyway. A glass of bourbon or brandy on the other hand. But like flash forward to it being forced on everyone and everyone's like, actually, this is fine. (laughs) I know, right? And like online learning, totally fine. I just have my setup over here Mm -hmm. and I don't know, I'm a YouTuber now. You are. You know? Um, Anyway. Oh, sorry. Are cool. we going back? No, okay. what are we talking about? Uh, um, yeah, we just got, we got it. That was good, good sidebar. Good banter. Good, good banter. Okay. Yeah. But banter. Let's just like, okay. Go. Three. Okay. So three minutes left. Three, two, this. one. Yeah. Go. So all that to say, if you remember all those early models of how COVID spreads and how things spread, one person sneezes on like another person, that person sneezes on two people, those people all sneeze on two people and it basically yeah, grows exponentially. Yeah. It's, it's exp- exponential growth essentially. And that's like, that's, facilitated and made so much worse if you're in a place like Athens where you're piled ass to ankles with everyone. Like if you sneeze, you're doing it in someone's face because you can't help it because everyone's crammed inside the city walls. So essentially this disease where you're like vomiting, can't sleep, restless, sneezing blood everywhere, immediately like tears through the population. And uh, Sounds like a fun time. Yeah, well, one of the interesting things that comes up is uh, the idea of religious ceremony. And this is something that comes up throughout our podcast. It comes up over and over. So societies have such sacred burial rites and important things that you have to do with bodies when they die to ensure that they go on to the next realm. I forget exactly what it would be in like Greek, something with the the fates and oh, yeah. river sticks. Anyway, yeah. the point Cutting is- Cutting the threads of fate or yeah. something. So, but, but anyway, Remember the, God of War. Yeah, but anyway, the, the point is, is you have all these sacred rituals until there's more bodies than you know what to do with. And then it's essentially like- Let's heave, dump them in a giant heave pit. Heave onto the pyre, burning them, yeah. dumping them in the pits. We'll hear about the plague pits when we get to the Black Death again. But it that's just something interesting that 
your gods really care about what you do for the body until there's too many and then they're fine. <laughs> exactly. Like then burial rites and everything just goes out the yeah. out the window. And just to pause, mm-hmm. uh, oh, just over a minute left. I got this. Yikes. Okay. This. But remember at the beginning of COVID too, mm-hmm. like basically they were starting to dig like mass graves yeah. everywhere. And it's just, it's so kind of terrifying to think about mm-hmm. like the fact that we've now had so many deaths throughout the world mm. and that was in the majority of countries that locked down too yeah um you know they from satellite um videos they could show you the mm. giant plots that they were basically clearing to bury all of these bodies and then their significant others and whatever they couldn't be there with them at the end because you can't be oh i don't know there's so much stigma now too for people that have like overcome covid it was like you're cursed and that you've had covid Mm -hmm. if anyone's had covid feel free to leave a comment (laughs) let us (laughs) know how you feel no i would be interested to talk to someone because i actually i'm going to knock on wood I don't know anyone who's had COVID. I know of people, like <laughs> yeah. a friend, a sister, yeah, exactly. a, the sister of a friend of mine, or like, um, yeah, you know, just people that are kind of tangentially related to me, but yeah. no one in my immediate circle has. And I, again, knock on wood, hope that it never happens. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. we are all, it's also telling of our group of friends, because I feel like everyone kind of <laughs> freaked out and locked themselves in immediately. Yeah. And like, We've we haven't been... had anyone over since March. I feel so yeah. like a hermit a little bit, like yeah. our little family's a hermit family. Family of hermits. Yeah. We're all a... living in one shell. Hermily? Of firmit. Famit. I can't do it. I Good. don't know. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, and then yep. I feel bad for, in general, I, I feel bad for everyone who's suffered from it and, mm-hmm. and who's going through it or whose significant others or any family is going through it. Right. But yeah, um, just kind of what you're saying, like if you put, if you put us now, mm-hmm. and this is less deadly than mm-hmm. the Athenian plague, mm-hmm. like imagine going back to that time and like watching everyone coughing blood and knowing there's nothing you can do and that you're probably going to get it. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to get to that too. I won't get into it because I'd be cheating. I won't start talking about it again before I start the timer. But I'll talk a little bit about causes and things like that. Okay. Um, But the other thing I was going to say, you were talking about, imagine if there was satellite imagery during the Black Death. Like we're talking about, I'll get into the death numbers in Athens too, but Black Death was something like 60 million people. It was like a third of the population of Europe died at the time. Yeah, that's brutal. I think if we, we, you know, think about it from a psychological perspective, Mm -hmm. you were much more well, experienced with mortality back then. Yeah, you like had seven people, kids so that one would survive. Basically, yeah. like child mortality was, I think, one in three mm-hmm. uh, at that time. And in general, just so much, you know, there's so much death everywhere. Like mm-hmm. you get a freaking splinter and then that festers and you die. Yeah. Right? Like, because yeah. there's no medicine ever. Unless you're like as healthy as an ox, you're not gonna survive that long. Yeah. Um, and even then there's like freak accidents. Anyway, so I'm going to quote Lee from actually this episode. Oh, when we talked about similar things like that, we talked about everything that was going on and Lee was just like, we don't have problems it's because true. it's exactly like now someone close to us dies and it's devastating. devastating. Oh my God. Yeah. Whereas you go back to 14th century or like back to this time in, in Athens and someone dies and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that figures. I know when we have like grief counseling and, and all this stuff, which I think is so, so, so important just mm-hmm. because our mind frame is so different now. Yep. Like it's less likely that you're going to die when you're young so much so that if that happens, then we need help. Mm-hmm. 
because we mentally can't process it. Very different time. Yeah. I just, I find it fascinating just to think about what people went through. And then every time we watch any kind of like zombie movie, although I don't watch them very often, but remember, I'm always the one who's like, I want to die in this movie. Like, (laughs) I don't want to survive and be a survivor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know how I would function. (laughs) Fair enough. With like all the psychological trauma that that happens. And do you know what I mean? Yep. 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 So if I had survived the plague of Athens mm-hmm. and all of the rest of my family had died, I'd mm-hmm. be like so lost. I just don't think I would know what to do. So I think if I remember, maybe it's time to start the timer again. Oh, okay. All because right. Okay. You've got one minute, eight seconds. Go. So I think if I remember correctly, about one in 10 would survive. Oh my God. If I remember. Horrific. Um, and I'm not sure if this plays out, but I, I might be, I'm not sure if I'm exactly right on that because I think. All told, about a third of the population of Athens died. So okay, so th- that doesn't actually make sense. Doesn't then. make sense. In the so one in one ten, in, yeah, maybe so one in three. One in three would survive. Would be one third would die. Yeah, two and three would survive. Yes. Okay, so forget what I said before. <laughs> forget all of this. Uh, give me an extra twenty seconds at the end. <laughs> okay, I will do. <laughs> all told, a third of Athens would end up dying. I think it was around roughly a third. It was ninety thousand out of three hundred thousand. They never really figured out, obviously, because this is so long ago, they never really figured out exactly what the plague was. There's been some hypotheses that it was typhoid fever. Yes, typhoid. Um, But the symptoms, I feel, are quite a bit more severe than my understanding of what typhoid fever are. But it also could have been the time. They don't know how to treat it. And to be fair, it, it could be, honestly, could be anything. I think they tracked it through shipping routes that come all the way up through Africa. So it might've been some early form of Ebola. Hemorrhagic fever, yeah. Hemorrhagic fever. Honestly, at the time, this is pre any kind of medication. So it could have been the flu. We don't yeah, really know. It's true. It's true. Right. Um, but basically it it left and I'm getting extra, an extra 20 seconds. I'm getting no, an extra No, no, I seconds. already positive for you. This is it. That was it. I'm sorry. Do I get overtime? Nope. You have to stop. No, I don't know. Damn, we we, we literally made we, up wait, we these didn't, rules. We didn't think about these rules. We literally uh, just made... But you know what? Okay, you did really well. No, I, I think we shouldn't allow it. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? You think we should... Al- I just feel like we set a time and we kind of have to abide by the rules that we made. Otherwise, there's no point in having these rules. I mean, to be fair, there's no point in having these rules anyway. It left. It came back in 427. It left again. And then the Spartans took over Athens about... 30 years later, the end. Oh, okay. Well, that was uh, that was the whole 20 <laughs> seconds, which is good. But nice. you did really well budgeting your time, I gotta say. That nice. was like, um, you know, that's like an 8 out of 10. And also, uh, wow, 8. Awesome. Yeah. Also, I don't want to be too like self-back-pat-y, but you can vouch for this. I did that without notes. Yeah, you did. That was my recollection. You can of... toot your own horn. Thanks. Toot, toot, go That on. was my recollect. Toot, toot. There you go. <laughs> that was my recollection <laughs> of the plague of Athens. No, I liked it. It was good. And now if you ask me to remember any of that, it is unlikely. Who was the leader no, of Athens? Pericles. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, I remember in the original, so I, re- because it was the first one, mm-hmm. I actually listened to it. You know, nice. as a good supportive wife that I am Thank sometimes, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I listened to it. So that was our first ever ruinous rewind. You know, it's uh, starting to sound better the more you say it. Yeah, it's like Tragedy Tuesday, like I said. Yeah. I said it enough and now it's a thing. So a ruinous, ruinous rewind. rewind. Yeah. So I think uh, that's, so like I said at the beginning, you're not losing content, you're gaining new kinds of content. I think this is one of the ones that you'll get. I don't know if we're, maybe in the future we'll do more than one disaster at a time. We had a lot to talk about at the beginning. Maybe we'll do like two ruinous rewinds in one. That'd be cool. Yeah. But I also, you should know, again, if you're new here, I skipped a lot. 
So I know. you did not get you did not this get was the like a, a pre-teaser to the teaser. Yeah, you know when you go on YouTube and they have like a trailer and there's like a trailer for the trailer? That's what I'm saying. It's one of my pet peeves. That along with shortened words. I once stopped watching a show mid-sentence because someone said sibs instead of siblings. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. You have an overactive sense of justice. Like every day you come home and you're like, so there's a pet peeve. And I'm like, another one? Let me add it to the eight page list. You know what? Lists of pet peeves is among my pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That was a ruinous rewind. Let us know if you like that. You can uh, at us on social medias or send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, just slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. Go on our website, thisdisasterpod.com. Find we us a- on Tinder. What? Wait, what? If you go on thisdisasterpod.com, you can find our contact form there. Send us an email. Let us know if you like this kind of format. And uh, like I said at the top, we are going to be experimenting with the format a little bit. So interviews are coming up. Lee's got some ideas. I think we might shift. We've done a couple film fiascos where we do like a sort of breakdown of movie-based disasters. We might do those instead of like a major disaster. We might do that instead of these ones. Basically, different kind of content. Same bat channel did know. you do did you do the core yet not yet because i can be a part of that excellent it's not too scary for me i think the core will be the next one it is hilarious it's like bad it's like the bad version of sunshine yes <laughs> yes it is also wait this is a podcast about disasters and the music they listen make us listen to so what oh, was the athens song right so that's another thing that i was going to experiment with i was gonna i was gonna play you the music and see if you see how you react to it. I mean, it's like almost 100% likely that I will not like it. Okay, so for the music that I chose, just as a reminder, because uh, again, if you're new to this podcast, it's music, it's disasters and the music they make us listen to. So we typically give sort of like musical pairings to go with the disasters. I like a good wine. Indeed. My pairing for this was from a band called Of Feather and Bone. They're a oh. black metal band. Oh, God. It's from their album, Bestial Hymns of Perversion. Oh. And the song is Repulsive Obscurity. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Can you add some more words in there? <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, so I thought as a, as a follow-up feature, I my challenge is to get through the disaster in 10 minutes. And your challenge will be to listen to a few seconds of the song that I chose. Okay, sounds good. So here we go. It's starting now. I'm just going to hand you your phone so you can control the volume if you need to. Okay. Sounds like bees floating around a corpse mm-hmm. with a heavy distortion. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I mean, I could see how this is appropriate. Mm-hmm. It is very unsettling. That's that was why I chose it. Bestial hymns of perversion. That's intense. Mm-hmm. Oh, now there's satanic whispering Mm -hmm. oh it gets better yeah he's just still talking oh okay oh 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 here we go drumming (laughs) (laughs) intense drumming (laughs) describing the instruments I mean you know what it's very frenetic do you like it and I get it yeah I don't know if you're asking me things because I can't hear you. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I get how you would totally choose this song, mm-hmm. but it is not a song I would choose to listen to for fun ever. Oh, wow. 
Like it is so chaotic. Mm -hmm. Oh, hang on. Maybe there's a melody. Nope. <laughs> no melody at all. <laughs> we have very differing tastes in music. You can stop listening. Yes, now. we. Re although, to be fair, we also align a lot with our music. Oh, absolutely. Like, I grew up listening to Eurodance. Yeah, me too. So, but yeah. like in general, we listen to like, you know, um, well, with with our son now, he loves mm -hmm. Psy for some reason. Oh, like awesome. we played him like Gangnam Style once yeah. and now he's like, that's the only, the only thing yeah. he asked for and like yeah. Totoro and just so many different things. Mm -hmm. But this, this is one that we do not share. This is intense. Yeah. Yeah. Let me just. Still going. It's still going, but <laughs> I'm not going to keep going. It is just too much for me. So that was a disaster. Thanks for joining us. Like I said at the very top, if you like what you heard, the best thing you can do is to tell a friend to listen. Please just scream it scream in places. It. But make sure you don't get any moist breath on people. Indeed, don't scream moistly. Yes. <laughs> as our prime minister said at the beginning yeah, of the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. Just don't speak moistly at anyone. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part was how he immediately reacted to that. I know, he was like, that. oh God. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you should totally look up the YouTube yeah. video of it. It's Speaking hilarious. Moistly. The next best thing you can do is to subscribe if you aren't already and leave a rating or review. If you want to keep up with what we're doing on social media at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Patreon. Yeah, you can go on patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod, get tons of bonus content, uh, micro disasters every two weeks. Shirts. Shirts. Well, the shirts, if you ordered a shirt, then it's on its way. Almost. We're making them right now. Okay, that is, you just, you just got them all <laughs> excited and then you're like, no, actually, that's not true. They're just being made. Well, I said by Christmas. So okay, all right, all they're right. on track. Speaking of Christmas, maybe Christmas some cards. new merch coming out soon. So keep an eye on everything also on our social medias, on our website. It'll be all over the place. Don't worry, you won't be able to miss it. Thanks for thanks for joining us. That's pretty much all I have to say. Thanks for having me. You you're, know, well, you're welcome. You're it was be, a nice chat with you. You're gonna be on here a lot. Okay. Now, whether you like it or not. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.